Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources. This is Taylor Morgan. I'm joined by Mara Carabello, filling in today for Boyd Matheson. Welcome to hour number two of Inside Sources. It is great to have you with us. And Mara, as we have been discussing in the first hour here, uh, on Inside Sources. The Utah legislature is in the thick of day two of the session, day two of 45 days. Utah's legislature is unique in that it has the shortest legislative session of any state in the country. Uh, We have uh, citizen legislators, which means uh, that our legislators have day jobs. They do this uh, on a limited part-time basis, if you will, and uh, they get this done and then they're gone. And it goes fast. There's 104 of them. Um, I believe the number is 17 new ones this year. 17 freshmen. Including, we had some last-minute dropouts. So those of you who live in Provo, uh, representatives from the 60th District, you all replaced somebody right before the session. Yeah. Um, Luz Escamilla, if you were listening, Senator Escamilla mentioned Karen Main. We should probably give a shout-out to her. She uh, took the place of her husband, Senator Ed Main, years ago. The Mains have been... Giving service to that district for uh, you know decades, and um, she unfortunately has some health problems and had to drop out next week, which or last excuse me last week, which means um, Taylor. Yesterday, a new senator was appointed. For those of you who live in the West Valley City area, it was Karen Kwan, yes, who has been a representative of yours, which leaves uh, open another seat. vacancy. So while the session has started, we have one house seat to still be filled, and there are seventeen new people sitting at the table, which is so cool. I think we've long celebrated that we have a citizen, as you said, legislators. They come from different backgrounds, different experiences. Taylor, I wanted to start um, looking back at yesterday a little. Let's let's look back 24 Let's hours. look back. So one of the things that happens first day, pomp and circumstances, the houses call each other into order. You can go back and forth. But one of the big things is the Speaker of the House is elected and he gives a speech um, and the Senate president is elected and he gives a speech as well. Uh, Utah has some uniqueness to it that you keep hearing about, which is one of them. Um, we we always make a point, and you saw this from both of the leadership speeches yesterday, of saying, hey, decorum matters. Getting along matters. Listening yeah. to each other. And you saw all the leaders sort of repeat those phrases. And then, Taylor, they both decided in their speeches to lay out some details on policy. Um, uh, nothing unexpected. 
be honest. Yeah. I was yeah. hoping for a little zinger, but we got really important issues. It's only, uh, it's only day one, Mara. We have plenty cuts. of time for the drama. They've practically committed to a tax cut. Yes. Water's a top agenda item. School choice. School choice or vouchers, as some call it. Uh, which has been coupled with teacher pay raises. Yes. What do you think about that? Well, I have – okay. My hat is off to the sponsors uh, of this legislation. Uh, this is uh, – I really think it's smart. I was not involved in any way with, with this. and It's a good political strategy. Political strategy. I'm not necessarily talking about the merits of the bill itself. I'm simply talking about how this has been orchestrated and prepared, uh, the, the wheels greased, if you will. So it's smart because it got uh, Governor Cox on board. Yeah. It's smart because it appears to have – tempered perhaps the UEA's objection to it? Yes. Well, it was smart because they they coupled the teacher pay increase with uh, a voucher, if you will. They actually provided a pay increase. Well, in the bill, I should say, it would provide uh, public school teachers a pay increase of uh, $8,000, which is even more than the pay increase that Governor Cox called for in his budget. And so they're going above and beyond what Governor Cox called for for teacher pay increases, and they're tying that directly to the passage of uh, the the school choice component. Which brought uh, Governor Cox into the tent of supporters. So as Lindy uh, on our last segment said, that that journey starts tomorrow in the Education Committee. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, What else did you hear on the first day? Well, I had to put a tie on Mara for a second. I just want to take a moment to complain about the fact that I never have to wear a tie for work except for the legislative session. And I'm in day number two, and it's a little uncomfortable. And I'm literally counting down the days and hours here. So it's going to be a long session, but I, I, I'll find a way to make it through. What I am really watching and, and looking for are how the, the leadership in both the House and the Senate, how they have structured committee membership. Uh, if you look at the rosters of the various uh, committees that are associated with some key, perhaps controversial legislation this session, it is interesting to me to see how the membership of those committees, I, I see it as strategically uh, constructed, perhaps, by leadership. A lot of this session, Mara, I get the sense that a lot of work and planning and strategy – has happened behind the scenes by leadership and by the majority caucuses in in both chambers. Now, that's not a bad thing necessarily. They have inter-meetings. They do work at least outside of the session on a limited basis. There has to be some planning involved before we get to the session. But I, I think our listeners and the everyday citizen may have the reaction 
that oh my gosh, this is it's day two and we're already voting on school choice. Like and this how is much all happening. This is so, happening way too fast. You and I have been around long enough that I remembered where there was this big lull in between sessions and you wouldn't start thinking about things. And frankly, if we have a client who starts wanting to begin a conversation about a potential bill, if you have not begun that conversation six, eight months in advance, we would say you're behind on having that. So yeah, to your no point, um, this, these are now months in preparation before they they make it. What do you think about the volume? I, I'm just going to out myself as being a little critical of the volume. I don't know what to do about it because the, how many bills The volume are of bills. I, and, you know, I don't know what to do because I, I love that people have a bunch of issues. I don't I, – I, I'm speaking out of both sides because on one hand – I want a representative to bring forth any bill that they think is passionate. But we are we started the session with over 500. We're going to end the session in the thousands. Yeah. It's just too darn many bills. But I want we I think have, we have to, to take, take care away. of the brine shrimp. Well, the brine shrimp, Mara. We I mean again, we I, need an official state crustacean. I think that we need to deeply consider that more bills are not often better bills. Um and and I I wish we would talk more about sort of who the impact and is how is it too narrow because the volume is just killing me. So having said that, I'm going to segue into a bill arguably many listeners don't, you know, aren't tracking on but I will tell you I care. Okay. Uh, if you've listened to me over the past, you know that I am not a friend to trunk or trading. And oh, we have now we a new bill by Senator Kirk Colomore. Uh, who is a tremendously, he's in leadership, he's an up-and-comer, a great mind. You'd you be nice to Senator Colomore now, okay? I have respect for Senator okay? Colomore. But he is presenting a bill that would fix um, Halloween on one date. It would be the last Friday of the month. Oh, I cannot tell you. This, this I think, is the demise of America. This represents why we're going to fall I don't behind. know, Mara. I, look, I understand. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. And we need to spend an entire segment sure. on this bill. Just wanted to give you a taste. Yes. <laughs> uh, it is a constant fight every year on Halloween if it falls on a weekend. Are we trick-or-treating tonight? When are the neighbors going? What do we do? Well, when is the neighborhood the weekend, gathering? He's what? arguing if it's on a Wednesday, your kids are wiped out for school. Yeah, say, but let's just do it Friday night. It's Halloween every Friday if night. If that is the rationale. Don't you have to change every Monday holiday? Because isn't it true that every Monday holiday starts with work and school on a Tuesday? I just something to think <sighs> no, about. No, Monday something holidays are about. great, Mar, because sometimes you oh, always I think you also great. get Friday off. So don't take away my Monday holidays. I, I but yeah, let's make it clear: Halloween is on the okay. Friday night if it falls on a weekend. We have so much more to talk about coming up. Um, We're going to keep on some local issues, but we want to talk about AI, a program that is catching our educators off guard. So stay tuned with us on Inside Sources. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.